It's time for Cats Talk Wednesday. Small town and big city joined forces. Benny Hardy of Lynch, Kentucky, and Terry Brown of Louisville, Kentucky, team up to give you free-flowing, laid-back sports talk. Focus on Kentucky Wildcats, as well as pertinent information in the NBA, NFL, and Major League Baseball. And here we are, another week, another Wednesday. Terry TV Brown up in the DSM. Is that the right code, TV? DSM. That's the that's the mail code for the airport, which is like two miles. Uh, I don't even know my direction to the west. I I have no idea. And don't but, ask me nothing about that either. <laughs> but it, what you know what's bizarre is everybody. That's how they give directions. Like, oh, how do I get to the store? Well, you go east, and then you turn on the north, and I'm like. I, I am not Ferdinand Magellan. Can you give me turn at the McDonald's? Can you give me that? Yeah. Or uh, after a while, if I'm in a certain, you know, give me a street name. I, I I don't know every street, but give me a give me a decent, popular, well traveled street. Give me the main drag, something. Well, the but the problem is for me is growing up in Louisville. The river is always to the north, right? Mm-hmm. So to yeah. go downtown is to the north. To go back where I was born, and raised at the south, and then you got east with the uh, I-64 to go into the east mm-hmm. to Lexington and west. To, so I'm used to north being the top of the city. Well, the river here is on the east side. The, the Mississippi go through there? No, it's the Des Moines River. Oh, okay. It's the Des Moines, the Raccoon, and like it's three rivers. But look, they call them three rivers. But if I can drive by and see the riverbed, it ain't really a river. Like what? <laughs> when you talk about rivers, I'm like, I'm used to the Ohio, Mississippi, even Frankfurt with the Kentucky River. But if and I can walk across it, it ain't a river. <laughs> you, said, you said three rivers, of course. No disrespect. My first thought was Pittsburgh, you know. Right. I'm right. Like, but it's three rivers. Three rivers meet here. Okay. I'm like, y'all using rivers very liberally here. Because <laughs> I can walk across it. You can't walk across the Ohio River. TB slanting those Iowa creeks. Look yeah. out. They're coming for you after this drops, man. They're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you ain't even got to be like Moses to walk across these rivers. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just need some waterproof boots. That's all you need. You ain't, you ain't got to pull your garments up. You ain't even getting no. <laughs> it's ankle deep. Anyway. Oh man. We're coming to y'all courtesy of the BS3 network. You can be you can hear us on Spotify and a wide variety of other podcast platforms. You can see us on Roku. Courtesy of the BS3 Network, BS3TVLive.com. Appreciate Ben Sutter, Ivan Dawkins. Continue to do what they do. The website is just growing. You get articles now. You can read articles. I wrote one for about the cats. Wrote, got knocked some rust off of writing TV and, and got the writing thing going again. Put an article up there on the site and some others have put some articles up there. Ben and Ivan covering Dallas Stars games, hockey games, got credentials that, so you know, doing big stuff, man. So hit that on your Roku stuff. Click bs3tvlive.com. 
Click on demand and you'll scroll down and you'll find our logo. Cats Talk Wednesday, like on Twitter and Facebook. And then we got shows archived right there. Go back. If you missed last week, go back and watch it. As soon as this one drops, click on there and, and watch it. High quality programming. Yeah, we do our Absolutely. best. For sure. So we uh we licked our wounds last week. We, you know, we on the outside of the tournament looking in, but we got final fours, we got random men's participants, and Yukon is the big bad Goliath. The women's final four up in your neck of the woods has got to be huge news. So it is it is huge. All that. It is it is huge. Uh Today, Caitlin Clark, Naismith, uh, Women's Player of the Year. The second in four years <laughs> for Iowa. They had uh, Megan Gustafson. I, I I can't think of the name. I can't. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, but a, a lot of uh, a lot of those Gustafsons, a lot of those names here in the Upper Midwest. Uh, but the second. Uh, Naismith award winning uh, 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 player from women's basketball, and and um, yeah, it, it, it's good stuff. We'll talk about that a little bit. The uh, men's and women's final four, we've got uh, the NFL draft getting close, we've got free NFL free agency, we've got NFL collusion, uh, we've got MLB starting up here in the next day or so, I think. Mm-hmm, and tomorrow, uh, you know, you know that your Niners. That was it. Was it uh, Shanahan said Purdy earned the right to be the starter? If I saw that right, so if that's a good thing going forward with him. Even though he might not be ready for the starter season, but I guess he's when he gets healthy, he's earned the right to be the starter. So well, you know, and so talking about NFL, we can jump into that real quick since NFL is like the king of everything. One, there is collusion. With Lamar Jackson. We've never seen a dude that good say, I want out of here. And every other team was like, well, you know, hey, it's crazy. Um, It's just a weird situation. I think Mm -hmm. it would have been better had he had an agent. But Lamar's just built different. Like he's made his money. Obviously, he wants to make more money, but it becomes a thing about respect. I honestly think he will sit out versus play. I just think he's wired differently. And if you're Baltimore and you let that happen, come on. And every time every time people want to throw out, well, this is why they can't give him that money, it's dumb. If Daniel Jones and his 15 passing touchdowns are worth forty plus million dollars a year to the Giants. Come on. Well, he's been hurt a lot. A lot of quarterbacks miss time, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if they are uh, running quarterbacks or passing quarterbacks. Uh, let me tell you something. I'm a Forty ers fan. We've only had like four or five healthy quarterback seasons. In the last decade and a half, that's just that's just the nature of it. Uh, I know I've seen people compile all these quotes about uh, other teams talking about Lamar Jackson, and I take umbrage with the 49ers characterization 
because I do think it's different. Yes, I'm a fan. I'm a little slanted. But bringing in Lamar, and I think Lamar would be fantastic in the offense, Mm -hmm. right? Like, imagine Lamar at quarterback with McCaffrey behind him, Debo to one side, Ayuk to the other, (laughs) and here's Kittle and here's Jusic. Like, and then you can move McCaffrey out wide. Like, just the thought of it, but the 49ers have got here, maybe that's what's bit them in the butt, is they've got two quarterbacks they feel confident in on rookie deals. Yeah. Therefore, they're allowed to, at this point to make sure Kittle gets his money, to make sure Debo gets his money. You remember uh, last year, year before, uh, Debo wanted out. Yeah. Right, and I'm like, they gonna give him his money because they don't have to pay a quarterback right now. I was, I was hoping. I was like, come on, get out, get out. <laughs> so you know, uh, so for the 49 and you, you, you mean they'd rather go with Purdy or or Lance? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because again, they ain't if scared. We, if we just have a healthy quarterback, <laughs> like a healthy quarterback, gets us to the NFC Championship game. Yeah, they ain't scared. He ain't. I mean, so uh, Shanahan that Shanahan that confident in in his ability to bring along a quarterback and and scheme dudes wide open in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And you know when you got two Swiss Army knives in Debo and CMC in the backfield, that opens everything up. It does. Like you know, Ayuk love him. But that dude stays single cover. <laughs> I, I, I saw at one point, because he's the number one receiver, right? Uh, he was getting his percentage of getting single covered was by far and away the most. And it's like, yeah. Because what, Debo was, what, Debo a running back? At least he was running back? He's classified as a wide receiver. But not the number one. But but he's not he's not the he's not the one. Mm. So and that was the issue with how Debo was going to get paid, right? Because right. it's all based on your position. Mm-hmm. And you know he's like, well, you know your numbers aren't quite good enough to be a one receiver, but you're also running the ball. How do you? What the 49ers do? It's hard to classify, right? Because there's that pay scale for every position, but everybody does everything. I mean, you know, they broke the bank with Jusic. I mean, he's by far and away the highest paid fullback. But look what they ask him to do. Mm. Look what he can do. Right. So it's hard to look at what the 49ers on offense, how they allocate money, because it's just different. Right. They're not they're not paying a top quarterback right now. (laughs) And and, and you can say, well, that's flawed. And it, it may it very well may be. But they're knocking on the door and have a pretty good run doing it the way they've been doing. And I will, I'll say it. I was wrong. I was – I think it was going into the playoffs last year or the end of the regular season, and I was I was kind of knocking Shanahan. I was like, man, that is genius talk. I mean, this dude right here. I mean, really? You know, you got 28-3 to three and you got this yeah. and that. I said, is he really? And, you know, here he's continued to do it. And he's, you know, Jimmy G is not elite. 
you go down to your four string quarterback and you what the NFC championship game? Yeah. With what was the homeboy's name? Josh who who they bring in? Freeman. Josh, Josh, Josh Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Josh Freeman. Oh wow. Yeah. But uh yeah, so I'll I'll say I was wrong. I'll stand corrected on, on Shanahan because out look, you you were slanted. I was slanted in the complete opposite direction. I was trying to be a hater and I was slanted from that perspective. And but hey, he's he he undoubtedly and y'all want him to win a Super Bowl, but he he's a He's a legit coach, man. And he's not just riding his daddy's coattails. He's yes, he's, he's legit. But that being said, uh, my only knock is, and I've seen this, you know, Pastor, you brought 28-3. He was the offensive coordinator for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, up 10 points with six minutes left in the Super Bowl and lost. Up seven in the NFC Championship game against the Rams in the fourth quarter and uh lost so there are some issues when it comes to game in situation mm. he's got to fix because if you fix it and honestly the whole thing for me was in the super bowl just run the ball mm-hmm. where jimmy g does not have to make that third down throw now if he makes it great right keep the clock running and i do think at that point patrick mahomes runs out of time he made him against Dallas. He didn't make him. He made him against us. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's some fine tuning. Obviously, I think with his uh, in game kind of clock management, what do we do? Because you can't have those kinds of leads. Because you may not get back right. Like, mm-hmm. You know, we talk about windows closing, but uh, I'm satisfied with it. I'm okay. As good as I think it will be, I think they'd have to give up a lot because we don't have the draft capital to get uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. For the 49ers, I don't think it's a matter of like, you know, piss posh to Lamar. It's the team is just structured a little bit differently. And like you said, if you've got, as long as the quarterbacks stay healthy, we're a playoff team. Like we yeah. we just roll, rolling out of bed right now with with dudes we've added on defense particularly <laughs> uh, the guy I can't think of his name we signed from the Eagles to be opposite of Bosa that yeah. seems like a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred Warner's going to come back and be healthy so uh, yeah we're losing some guys but for me I like the way the team's built but for everybody else you can't look at your quarterback room and be like nah we good. Atlanta, are you kidding me? Desmond Ritter, baby. <laughs> Lamar Jackson in Atlanta, like, oh man, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you remember peak mm-hmm. Michael Vick in Atlanta when when they went up to Green Bay and he won in Green Bay, and it was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, nobody, okay, ever, nobody ever won in the cold up there. And was that the? I think that was the first. I think that was the one that. Now everybody wins in Green Bay, <laughs> but he it had to start with somebody. It started and with it, Vic, and then like a year or two later, Eli came through there. Because mm-hmm. it's in everybody's winning. And then y'all all y'all always knocking them out, San Francisco or Green Bay. It don't matter where it is, y'all y'all winning up there. Yeah, because I want to say it was like Vic, and then uh, Eli the first Super Bowl. Yeah, it 
It was. It was because uh, the first year with uh, Alex Smith was still the quarterback, and uh, we beat Green Bay. I think that's how that went. Anyway, the point is, when when Green Bay ain't what it used to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they were a dome team. Vic was a dome team, went up to yeah. the frozen tundra Lambeau Field. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember that game. Uh, so all these other teams being like, nah, we're good. Mm, yeah. It's just weird. It's just, it's just weird. Like what's, uh, what's Tampa Bay doing? What, was it, did they get Baker Mayfield or something? Yes. See, see there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you can't, you can't tell me there's interest in these dudes and no interest in Lamar Jackson. None. Mm-hmm. This is Baker's what fourth team? What, Cleveland, uh, the Rams, Panthers. Oh yeah, the Panthers. I mean, <laughs> this is he on his fourth team in four years, three, four. Yeah, yeah. come on yeah. now, come on now. And it's it's not about uh, even using Deshaun Watson as the measuring stick. Uh, I mean, just look at what the Giants gave Daniel Jones. Look at look at the way. Uh, Kirk Cousins has parlayed being mediocre <laughs> into guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. Like Daniel Jones is about to get run out of town before this year. So he's had, I mean, they were patience was thin with him. He had a solid year, made the playoffs. They won a game. Lamar already done all that in an MVP. And yeah. So come on. Yeah. And, and people still. Well, he needs to learn to throw from the pocket. Then I know you don't watch football because you're not watching the games. You know, the dude is bombs away. I mean, how Mark Andrews catches a million passes every season, it, and he don't even who's his other target? Hollywood Brown. He don't even he don't even have anybody. Well, Hollywood Brown gone. He's That's in uh, Arizona. Yeah, he got one good tight end, and, and what else has he got? Well, that reminds me too. He's out in Arizona. That's why I'm buying. I'm bullish on the 49ers because it's like it was in the old days. The division is terrible. <laughs> we got yeah. six games against the Rams. They out. And every day that passes, I get more angry that the one time he couldn't beat it was an NFC Championship game. Yeah. In like eight seasons. Anyway, uh, Seattle, I'm not worried about Seattle. I think it's a mental thing. We we back on beating them with regularity and the Cardinals. So speak of somebody who need a quarterback. Right. Caller <laughs> hurt and so uh-huh. the NFL is weird. They want to make a point. I mean, they the owners want to make a point against uh Lamar Jackson, and it's just ridiculous. I mean, if you aren't six or seven teams, maybe. Why are you not kicking the tires on Lamar Jackson? Mm-hmm. Unless you got somebody you really believe in, why not? Like I can understand Dallas not, right? Because Dak is going to be Dak has played good enough to win, yeah. right? They they got other y'all got other issues to address, right? Uh, but some of these teams, it's like you're going to roll like the Washington, like the command, like they're not interested. Carson Wentz and 
Uh, forget some dude. What's the dude from North Carolina? The rookie from North Carolina, man. In Indy's not interested. Yeah. Like what? Tennessee's not interested. Like what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. I don't care what you got to do. You put Lamar and Derrick Henry in the same backfield. That's problems. Yeah. That's problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's. Yes, seem to be lined up to take advantage of you would think Baltimore's potential misstep the way they're handling this. It is it is what it is at this point. But the NFL, it's crazy. Uh, I'm still I'm still bullish on my Niners. Um, We're gonna play some good defense and punch teams in the mouth and just be creative as all get out on offense. So everybody locked up is McCaffrey. Under contract for a while. Debo just got paid. Debo got paid. Uh-huh. Of course, Bosa, that's that's gonna be a done deal. Um I, I wanna say it's not until 2025 where Debo gets a big payment and Ayuk gets a big payment, and I don't see him paying both of them. Mm-hmm. Um but of course Kittle got a big, he's got his deal. Uh, it you know again, I think the next year or two would be the window because let's say that Lance balls out or uh, uh, Purdy balls out. Mm-hmm. Well, the rookie deals are running. Like you're going to have to come up with some coin Decision. for one of them, right? Mm-hmm. And so the the pressure is going to be on this coming year. To be honest with you, I think this will be the last seat. This upcoming year will be the last before we've got to start spending money on quarterbacks. And Lance, I mean, it's probably the pressure on him if he's getting to play before Purdy comes back to kind of show something, you know, because <laughs> he got hurt, unfortunately, yeah. when it was his time to shine. And now Purdy is about to Wally Pippen. And so – Hey, you you might have a few games before Purdy's completely healthy. This hey, put something on film, as they say. If if you're not gonna be here, you auditioning for somebody else. And and the thing about Purdy, you know, as I said during the season, like hey, like he may not be the reason they're winning, but he's not the reason that they're losing. Yeah. And the dudes like him, and and that's and really the, that's the one thing I like, even with Jimmy G. He must he's got uh, got to be the best locker room dude. Because even on the way out, I didn't see any nobody with no shade or nothing. Those dudes on both sides of the ball rock with Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. That's true. And you and I have seen better quarterbacks make smaller mistakes, and there's always whispers, right? In Dallas, there's whispers. You know, I don't know about that. You know, that that's just that just comes with it, but I haven't mm-hmm. seen anything when it comes to Jimmy G and I'm like that would be the one dude I'd be like look we are trying our best they didn't they not let, even letting this dude pass the ball yeah eight pass attempts like anyway yeah so this ton of NFL we got hit that pretty hard harder than we thought we would but oh well um let's go and get back to the women's final four and I've asked you about Ferens ask you about Fran McCaffrey. 
What about is it Lisa Bluter? Lisa Bluter, yeah. Is, is she a big personality? Is she just under the radar? Has she been there forever, like every other Iowa coach? I, What's her I story? think she's. I think that she has been there for a while. This is why I sent a message to a good friend of the show, Adam uh, Jacoby, but he's actually uh, on his way to Dallas to cover the Final Four. Mm. Um, because he kind of said, if I remember this correctly, they've always been real solid. That's the thing about the Iowa teams, just in general, solid. Like, just solid. And and that's okay. It's like a pickup pick truck. <laughs> right. Just It's, it's just, it, they're solid. And let me see. Uh, when did she become the uh, coach here? In, oh, in 2000. Oh, yeah. Well, before that, she coached at Drake here in Des Moines <laughs> from 1990 to 2000. So she's been here in Iowa since 1990. Wow. Yeah. So they just kept, they just kept an eye on her while she's at Drake. Yeah, okay. She doing, she done well for 10 years there. Let's bring her on down here. <laughs> yeah. And, and even before that. She was at St. Ambrose. I'm trying to see where that is. Ooh. Oh, St. Ambrose is in Davenport, Iowa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, so she's Iowa through and through and through. Uh, but they've just been okay. And they've had like a, a, you know, they've had great players, but this was the make or break year. This was their first women's Final Four since 93. Mm. And so getting over that drought, you've got Caitlin Clark. The question was, can they play good enough defense? Because the offense is there. Uh, against Louisville on Friday night, they had a five-point halftime lead. I think it was five. Five-point halftime lead. And then uh, they traded some baskets. Louisville got within one. Mm-hmm. And then Caitlin Clark did – what we have seen, uh, I mean, you name it, Kobe, KD, Mike, LeBron, she just said, this is, no, that's not happening. And she helps the team go on a, uh, they went on like a 20 to five run to really open it up. And it's just, uh, she passes the ball so well. Uh, she passes people open. Uh, a lot of times uh, her teammates just not are, aren't ready for it. You know how you're playing ball and you're like, I'm not even that open. She gets the ball there and they're not ready for it. Uh, it's just it's just phenomenal uh, to see uh, the shooting, the passing. Uh, she's just tough. She is just tough. And so, uh, yeah, the, 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 the fans here in Iowa, they got a lot to cheer for. She's a pride of Des Moines. Was it ever uh, any doubt she was – Going to Iowa, I'm sure there was a, a big recruiting war. Was it she just automatically, you know, I'm all Hawkeyes because I'm from here? Or, or was she no, uh, as a matter of fact, I asked Adam and he was like, no. I mean, she was playing on some of these under 19, under 18, whatever, whatever. Uh, she actually played uh, on the 2019 uh, under 19 team coached by Jeff Walls of the University of Louisville. <laughs> I heard him say that on the broadcast. Yeah, and uh, teammates with Haley Van Lith. Uh, (laughs) 
my understanding is not a lot of friction. You know, it was just one of those kinds of things. Like he didn't, whatever, whatever. She um, didn't. He didn't play her a lot. Is that what they said? She didn't really get a lot of. Didn't get a lot of run, but it's hard when you got Paige uh, Beckers and a couple other. So it's it's understandable. I don't mm -hmm. think there's any hard feeling, but mm -hmm. that being said, I'm sure it felt good to go to the Final Four, to put up historic numbers, to show up Haley Van Litt in her hometown, and to to let Coach Walls know whatever you thought then that this this is how it is now. Uh -huh. um, but Adam was saying that uh, it wasn't a slam dunk by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, all the powers. Uh, wanted her Connecticut and um, mm -hmm. uh, Stanford and you name it. Of course, they wanted uh, they wanted her, and uh, it was really that they had that. Uh, is it Gustafson? I'm gonna have to Google this and get this right. But uh, she was Player of the Year when Clark was in high school, and it was one of those things. And uh, I think they made an Elite Eight that year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. So it was basically you can do this here. And now with NIL, I mean, like I told him on round of shots, like uh, you know, she can come back next year and she could probably make a lot on NIL. Mm -hmm. And uh I saw people's eyes. I'm like, I know what y'all think about Iowa, right? I'm like, what's Iowa famous for? Corn. I was like, Go to the grocery store, down the up and down the food aisle. Look what's in everything: corn syrup, corn this, corn that, like corn ethanol's in your car. Like uh, at one point, uh, uh, my wife uh, was telling me that Iowa had more millionaires per capita than any other state. Like, there's money here. Ooh. I know we don't think it, but then you start like, well, yeah, corn is in a lot of stuff. Yes, mm -hmm. it is. And what do we feed, you know, the the cattle and stuff that we eat? Corn. Mm -hmm. Like that's what they do here. So that's there's 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 money. Y'all got uh, both y'all got both of those corns on lock in Iowa, right? Y'all got the sweet corn and feed corn, absolutely. People corn and the cow's corn. Well, the feed corn, that's what you get out of Nebraska. That's okay. that's that you can't really eat that corn. That's what they do. Okay. That's the lamest thing for states to be argued about. But anyway. Uh, Don't y'all so, do soybeans too in Iowa? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So will they – it's going to be – look, Friday night against South Carolina. I mean, what can you say about South Carolina and Leah Boston? What You're running out of superlatives. They mm -hmm. are like a machine. Uh, they – who they play? Like, I think they played Maryland. Is that who they Yeah, play? yeah. And Maryland's, you know, scored 75 points. Mm -hmm. Shot 50% from the field, 50% from three, and the game was never competitive. Yeah. That's when you know you're good. Mm -hmm. So a uh, lot, of, lot of Louisville fans, I felt like, oh, you know, South Carolina. South Carolina may get them. They, may, they very well may. You know, mm -hmm. uh, the, the trick is uh, with Iowa, more than just Caitlin Clark, but because of her, uh, a lot of her teammates get – get wide open shots and it's like if if they're hitting their wide open shots south carolina's gonna have to score points mm -hmm. you know uh if Aaliyah boston uh you know south carolina's got size right 
Leah six five. The other girl six seven. Right. Uh, I forget her name, but I can't wait to see. I hope I don't know what Dawson is going to do, but Brie Beal is just like there. You know, you guard the other team's best player. She's elite defender. She can score, but everybody just labels her like a defender. I want to. I hope to see a lot of her and Caitlin Clark just lady v lady, just to see. I mean, what Kelly, you know, and 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 the issue I think is she's got the range like Steph, mm-hmm. so you have to extend your defense so far out, mm-hmm. and because she can shoot that shot, it it you've got to play that kind of pressure defense all the way up the court. Because uh, she got a, a foul call on uh, on Louisville. She drew a foul. She just kind of casually, you know, it was one of those kind of delayed breaks. And she just gets into her shooting motion at the logo. And, you know, somebody just reaches. It, you're Mentally, you have to be tough to play that. Mm-hmm. And not only that, she's got enough handles to get by that person. So Iowa spreads the court. And now you have to help. Mm-hmm. And that's a long way to have to try to help. And that's mm-hmm. how Iowa gets a lot of their looks is Caitlin getting a step on whoever's guarding her. And she finds the open person. Now I'll be scrambling. I'll be right. Scrambling. There's a there's a yeah, right. And so you've got to be sound, you've got to be, you know, defensively. And she's one of those people, she can she can. Do it. I mean, she scored or assisted on 75% of Iowa's points the other night. She can do it. I don't want to say by herself, but she is impactful enough to, you know, if you're trading twos for threes, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's a tough situation. So I don't know. Yes, I want to see Iowa win, but folks may be right. You know, South Carolina is a very, very good team, but. It's must-see TV, plus yeah. you got the other game. Yeah, <laughs> which is LSU and Virginia Tech, which that's going to be good too, but it's not going to get any of the billing. And, it, you know, when you got Caitlin versus the champs, essentially, it, you know, that's that's definitely going to get the bigger story. Uh, it's They are, like you said, South Carolina is, is, is deep. They're undefeated. They're the champs. They got, you know, all of this. Uh, I like Don Staley. I don't as much as we lose to them lately, and Katie Drzinski's been laughing at us, I, I still don't have any animosity towards, you know, Don Staley and, and the ladies. You know, the Leah Boston, it seems very likable. She is a machine, and, yeah. and her game is unbelievable. Their point guards are great, too. They're, I mean, they're, they're loaded. So it's going to be unbelievable, like you said. And uh, Caitlin – the way she plays, you and I both talked about probably the next to the latest episode of Bomani on the right time. We're talking about how horrifying it is to guard Steph because you you out there on an island, he's yep. got enough handles to go either way. And they were saying, who's more terrifying, MJ on the wing or Steph on the wing? And Caitlin is similar to Steph in that way because – you know they can make it out there, and, and you got to get up there and 
And yeah, you got to challenge a shot. Yeah. Now look, she had a forty-one point triple double, put Louisville out of this tournament. <laughs> and what about friends that? Well, you know, she might be. She might own women's basketball in the state of Kentucky. Playing Kentucky a couple years ago, she went for thirty-five, seven, and six. Yeah, that was her worst performance. She <laughs> look, man, she's she's tough, and and mm-hmm. uh, I, I just it it's, I mean, she's she's got all the hoop heads talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with KD and you know, KD waxing poetic, LeBron, everybody. Yeah, you know. magic and yeah, and all this and uh, with his simple simple yeah. tweets. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, so it should be fun. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. Uh, I watched a lot of the women's basketball tournament. Uh, and look, Louisville, they don't have a lot to to, to hang their heads about. Yeah, this she's done this to others, and you know. Uh, Louisville's women's team, very, very good. I know they've had very good players. Mm-hmm. Angel McCartry, mm-hmm. a lot of good players have come under there. Asia Durr, was it? Yeah. yeah. The difference that I've seen is when they get to Elite Eight, Final Four, they don't have that person. right? I know they beat Brittany Griner the one year, but they don't have that super-duper, I can go get 30 if I need to. Oh, you need 40? I can do that, too. That seems to be the difference when they run up against some of these other elite teams. Again, not knocking them, because getting to this point, all the Final Fours and all the Elite Eights that they've been to is fantastic. It's just you need that, you know, as we would say on the men's side, you need that dude. Or on the women's side, you need you need the, that dudette, that, that somebody mm-hmm. that, all right, I can go do this. And Van Lith is a bad girl too. I mean, she is another Yeah, and, 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 yeah. But just it, it it yeah, it's just you you caught Caitlin Clark on a on night when she was just locked in mm-hmm. and you know, it's one of those things. It's great. Uh you know you're in trouble. She gets that 10-12 point first quarter. That's a wrap. Mm-hmm. That that that's a wrap and she shoots free throws good enough. They, they, you know, you try to bump her and rough her up a little bit. It doesn't, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Yeah. So Adam is headed to Dallas. A lot of Iowa was in Seattle. And yeah. now, you know, they got to roll down to Dallas for the final four against the defending champs. And, you know, Dallas was just in, uh, Adam was just in Birmingham. Now he's in Big D. So he's getting a- Iowa fans travel. You know, I was uh, on round of shots talking with uh, uh, Dr. John Wong, just, you know, because he was just talking about what we have discussed. Like, hey, Kentucky had Ryan Howard and a lot of people were kind of meh. Right. Like, I think I have said, I don't think we appreciated how how good she was because Memorial Coliseum should have been more full when she was Mm -hmm. playing. And. I was just telling him, I'm like, no, the women's basketball has been a tough ticket. Like when Adam and I went and saw uh, her play last year, uh, it was one of those. uh, He had to ask around to get the tickets. Like it's a tough ticket to get uh, for women's basketball. And uh, Iowa fans, they travel. Yeah, it was rolling deep up there in the Pacific Northwest. 
whether yeah. it's you know a bowl game, you know for yeah. football or or you know don't even get started about uh, wrestling, but uh, that's still king of the mountain here. Uh, they travel really well, so I don't know. I, I hope Iowa, but a, you, you're going to have to. Somebody's going to have to knock South Carolina out because you're not going to win on points. You're not going to win on a decision. Uh, you're not going to get a TKO. You got to knock them out. Yeah, and even though South Carolina is they're the baddest one on the block right now, Ohio State did that to UConn, which is the first time they weren't in the what Elite Eight in. 50, 11 years, and yeah, Ohio State lost to Virginia Tech, but still, they had to knock UConn out, and it was still a surprise to see it, even though yeah, they're absolutely they're not quite what they were. This is a quote down year for UConn, right? But it still took uh, a big time game for Ohio State, and then I watched Ohio State and Virginia Tech, which was a, a good game too. A lot of back and forth, like there's been, been a lot of good games, uh, yeah. For there's been great games on the women's side, great game on the on the men's side. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, uh, when it comes to the men's side, um, I think for me, let's not read into anything. And what I mean by that is everybody that's proclaiming the world has changed, right? Because <laughs> we've got no blue bloods in the Final Four. Uh-huh. And I'm like, just last year, it was nothing but blue blood. <laughs> so what, you know, what, what are we doing? And yes, it's been, it's been down uh, for Kentucky and we don't need to rehash that. Mm-hmm. Uh, North Carolina, except for a month has been terrible for the last two years. Yeah. Uh, Duke isn't Duke. Mm-hmm. Whatever you know, read into it uh, what you uh, what you will. Uh, you know, Kansas got the chip last year, mm-hmm. but Kansas has not looked like Kansas. You know, they had that three game losing streak. You know, before they beat us this year, and so uh, there's just a lot of factors out there. I think the COVID year is 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 playing a big role. I mean. Uh, that uh, the 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 dude that the balled out against Kentucky, like he twenty three. Oh, uh, Noel! Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you got a twenty three year old playing against an eighteen year old. Yeah, so a lot of these teams with these old dudes, like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, <laughs> it just backlogged everything. And so I think it's going to take a little dip time to get that out, uh, NIL and all that kind of stuff. You know, a lot of these dudes, it's time to move on to whatever the next phase is. <laughs> you know, like they say, go get your CDL or something, you know. Uh, so you got a lot of these, you got a lot of 22, 23, 24-year-olds playing college basketball. Mm-hmm. Got backlogged a little bit. So, yeah. You know, it it that's how you know it's all messed up when Kentucky is only starting one or, or two freshmen, one of the oldest teams in the country, or one of the oldest Kentucky teams, and we still not the oldest team in the country. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I am not ready to just say blue bloods are done. Uh, 
it's going to be wide open. But this is what people say they want, right? This is what they say they want. This is what the tournament's supposed to be, wide open. All these upsets. This is what we want to see. Uh, well, you better watch this Final Four. And, you know, I'm not trying to be one of these people rain on the parade. Like, I'm still going to watch. Oh, yeah. I but I just don't think that the Final Four is everything except the Super Bowl is very team specific. Right? It depends on who's playing. Super Bowl's mm. going to do numbers and it oh, doesn't yeah. matter. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you know, what was that? Uh, the, the Super Bowl game doesn't even have to be good. No. Remember the Rams, Patriots a few years ago? What was that 10 3? Yeah, thir- yeah, 13 3. Pitiful. Like, we all sit there and just kept waiting for something. Yeah, because it's the Super Bowl. So the Super Bowl has that cachet, right? <laughs> well, it's the fourth quarter. Ain't nothing happened. We still sitting here. <laughs> the World Series used to be that as well, right? Like, mm-hmm. World Series. Yeah. I had to stop and think who won the World Series this past year? Uh-oh. It was Astros. I had to think. Oh, that's right. Destiny. Yeah, I had to. I like, mm-hmm. But you used to, you know, but it when it comes huge. to uh, college sports, uh, you know, particularly uh, the Final Four, you got to have somebody you know. And Connecticut is not that team. Connecticut has a blue blood resume that just, it just ain't hitting. <laughs> they could very well have their fifth championship in 25 years. More than anybody else. Yeah. The problem is they are doo-doo otherwise. That's the problem. Yep. Connecticut doesn't matter. Connecticut is the college basketball version of the Marlins. When they really try and <laughs> they compete for a championship. Otherwise, they have been dreadful since 2014. Yeah. <laughs> dreadful. Yeah. Yeah, they and all of a sudden they, they back at it and they may win another one. Like that's wild. But and it and I think people get caught up in when they talk about blue bloods when it comes to college basketball. It's not numbers. Numbers are part of the story, right? But QCon's got all these championships and what you maybe remember, um, uh, the little guy, you know, what I'm talking about the little guard, Khalid El Amin. No, no, the one that won a championship, you know, what I'm talking uh, about the Baz Napier boat, right? No, it was he, you naming it, but, but I'm talking about, uh, oh, uh, oh, shoot, Kimba Walker, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We remember that play where he put the big dude for Pitt on his butt. Oh, but yeah, that's yeah, about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You con- and and there's that memory, right, in the mm-hmm. in the collective consciousness. And then there's the Ray Allen, uh, Allen Iverson, 96 Big East final going back and forth. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of where UConn has mattered. UConn is not a measuring stick program. It just it just isn't. Where, you know, beating Kentucky still means something. Yeah. People can say what they want to. They down, Mm -hmm. they blah, 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 blah. 
And like I said, every time I'm watching one of these documentaries, uh, the one on the Fab Five, yeah, when Jalen Rose is like, when we beat Mash and them in the Final Four, we wasn't we wasn't even thinking about North Carolina in the championship game. We had beat the Mountain. We because remember in '93 that Kentucky team was hot. They went into the Final Four, blowing everybody out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that team was fun, right? Yep. And then Nolan Richardson in his document uh, uh, documentary, uh, the Forty Minutes of Hell, when uh, that '94 team went into Rupp Arena and mm-hmm. beat Kentucky in Rupp Arena, mm-hmm. he said, "Y'all can win a championship." It still means things. We can pretend. You know, I know people hate when Cal's like, oh, we're everybody Super Bowl. Like, oh, the Super Bowl happens every week. Beating Kentucky means something. When teams stop doing like you've talked about and have these big celebrations, when Kentucky comes to town, at that point, I'll be like, all right, we can stop. Mm-hmm. But if we go to Tennessee and they got to trot out Allen Houston, they got to trot out uh, Bernard King and all this kind of stuff, and you go down to Florida and they got to bring their – uh, champions back for some celebration and you go down to Georgia, here Dominique, mm-hmm. go down to Auburn, here's Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. Until they stop doing that. All right. Uh, you know, Alabama, they I don't know if they bring back Latrell. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Shaq in the health house at LSU and whatnot. Uh, so um, Robert Ory, yeah, Robert Ory. But we'll see. So you got Connecticut, uh, Miami of Florida. Give Jim Laranega a bunch of credit. When you look at the dudes that have taken two teams to the uh, uh, Final Four, Miami of Florida, basketball, and George Mason, that should get you into the Hall of Fame. I don't care what else you've done. That should get you in. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's two places. Because, you know, uh, Patino and Cal doing it, you know, uh, uh, you know, Roy Williams doing it. Yeah. Oh, you had to take Kansas, North Carolina to Final Four. Tough. Job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But George Mason <laughs> and, the and Miami of Florida. Okay, that gets you into the that gets you into the club mm-hmm. uh, of, of very very good coaches. Uh, San Diego State. Uh, man, I watched a little bit of the uh, Mountain West Championship. They played, I think, Utah State. It's one. It was one of those weird things on CBS, you know. Uh, and I was like, I watched a little bit of it, but I did not think I'm looking at a Final Four team. I just thought I'm looking at the team that Kawhi Leonard played for. Yeah. So who knows? And FAU, I don't know. I ain't gonna pretend to try to scout these teams. <laughs> but everybody that says, uh, "Oh, the tournament it's wide open," hey, you better watch. You better yeah. watch mm-hmm. because, you know, and that's the thing that hits me too uh, when people tweet out and they say stuff on TV. Well, you know, uh, Adam Silver would really like for a New York Knicks, LA Lakers uh, finals. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Two biggest markets in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, we'd want that. Vinny, have you seen the numbers when your Cowboys and my 49ers play? They do big numbers. Mm-hmm. People can say, who cares about them Cowboys? And four? Yeah, people still watch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, okay. yes, every commissioner, 
every whoever, yeah, you got dream scenarios. Mm-hmm. I had to try to tell some Kentucky fans, like, oh, the SEC wants Kentucky out of the tournament, or the SEC tournament. No, they don't. No. The dream scenario is Kentucky playing in every Sunday championship game. Mm-hmm. I have been in Nashville when Kentucky loses on Saturday and it's a ghost town. And then you watch the game on Sunday and there's nobody there. It's about like it's like Wednesday night all over again. Right. <laughs> we got Missouri and Ole Miss out there starting things <laughs> off. <laughs> Man, like I told you, look, I'll be damned if I go watch a Wednesday night <laughs> SEC tournament game. Man, that clip that you tweeted out, how we look at them. Oh, Looking yeah. Down. <laughs> ooh, y'all play on Wednesday uh, night? I didn't, when did the tournament start? Like, ooh. And yeah, those <laughs> British people that you had. Yeah, yeah I'm looking down my nose. <sighs> and they had people, I tweeted out, and people responded, well, Kentucky lost. That may very well be, but we ain't playing on Wednesday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. That's not happening, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> Even on our worst, we're not playing on those days. All right. This Wednesday riffraft. What is this? <laughs> playing on a Wednesday day. I told you, man, when I covered the tournament uh, down there, I can't remember who the media person, what team he was covering. Well, you know, that Friday you get there and you get your passes and all this kind of stuff. You get the lay of the land. And he's like, all oh, you Kentucky folks, you know, the tournament starts on Wednesday. And I, you know what I said? I quote Jermaine Dupree. The party don't start till I walk in, and it usually don't. I usually don't leave until the thing ends. Uh-huh. Like, why would? Why would? A, what? I love basketball, but not enough to be sitting there for Missouri Vanderbilt on a Wednesday night. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. Uh, but we'll see what the final four. Right? Like it could be fun. It could be a, a memorable one. Uh, but my whole thing was, oh, the landscape has changed. Landscape's always changing. Yeah. We got NIL. Like, look, Kentucky's Kentucky. You and I have talked about this because whatever the parameters are for college basketball, Kentucky has figured it out and excelled. Mm-hmm. Whatever the parameters are. When they say, oh, we just, we want all white people to play. We were good. When they're like, you know what? The Negroes can play. We won a championship. We're going to do this thing called a three-point shot, win a championship. Oh, how do we – what's the recipe? Load up with eight NBA players. Here we go competing for a championship. Oh, one and done, that's the new thing? Like, whatever happens, Kentucky's going to be at the forefront. And just because you got a lot of folks, uh, you know, want to take their shots, Paul Feinbaum, you know, Cal's not long for the job. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we've we've talked about it ad nauseum. Like, this is not the job where you get a farewell tour. Yeah. You know the pressure's going to be on for Cal next mm-hmm. year. Yeah, and these these look this class, and I'm, I didn't watch the McDonald's All Star game, but you know you got the highly talented guys coming in. The pressure's on them. They can't wait to get to Lexington. The pressure. Bless Reed Shepard's heart, but he um, being from Kentucky, we already know how that's going to be. We saw Dante Allen. You Jeff Shepard's boy coming in here now? I'm not not ready for the – I'm glad we got a little bit of time so I can build up for the Reed Shepard stuff. Oh, come on now. Plays the right way. Like I've seen all these tweets. They checking a lot of boxes here. Can we talk about it? 
He's a gym rat. He's a coach on the come on now. Like I would, oh, we we doing that? IQ's off the charts. Oh, he got a good basketball IQ. <laughs> he's always hustling. Now, like y'all, he's a, got that lunch pail mentality. Oh, we're ooh, we hmm. And the crazy thing was about that is Jeff Shepard may have he's on that short list of great athletes to play basketball in Kentucky. Like, yeah, his basketball IQ, all that. But Jeff Shepard could jump out of the gym. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's right there with Rex. Uh, well, like most athletic. I mean, we could go down the list. I mean, what? Uh, D.A., Kalen Azabuki. Azabuki's a dude I think that gets forgotten about. Yeah. In, because he had a dunk. I can't remember who it was against now. Caught the rebound, caught it off his hip, and brought it up. I was like, oh, that's what we're doing. Uh, look, so I'm excited for next year's team. Like I, like we said last week, week before, I, I can't sit here and think of dream lineups and all this kind of right, stuff. Yeah. The roster will be the roster. Mm-hmm. We're getting these guys in. I think, for me, the it, the good thing is, You've got uh, Reed Shepard. His family understand what it means to play at Kentucky, and it's different. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be good for his transition. And I flipped by the game. I saw they were interviewing Milt Wagner, and I felt 95 years old because I remember – Vinny, as a youngster, rooting for Milt Wagner. How like, you think? How you think Milt must have felt? But I'm like, if we feel at 95, Milt must feel 160. But I'm like, I am rooting for his grandson. A lot of, oh, lot of, God. I see a lot of these younger Kentucky fans like they remember Dewan at Memphis, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I, growing up, he hit those free throws to ice the 18, 1986 championship game against Duke. And that's how every little kid in my neighborhood, that's what we was doing, man. Milt, that's the free throw line. 72-69. We just, oh. we knew this, man. And here I am root for his grandson. But the interview, I don't know if you saw it. Uh, the the sideline reporter <laughs> asked Milt how he felt about his grandson going to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Woo! Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was very diplomatic in his response, but I'm like, "Woo, that's, a, that's spicy right there." That's hot gotta button. Be, that, hot that's button. Gotta be, but look, next year uh, the cats will be back. You know, I think we're going to be bringing enough dudes back. Uh, you know, I think Reeves is going to come back. That's great. Mm-hmm. I think if Livingston comes back, that's a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel confident. That we've we've you know we we got those dogs back. I, I don't think it's gonna uh, be a situation. And honestly, it was the defense that did this year's team in. There's just no rim protector. That yeah. wasn't Oscar's forte, mm. and you really couldn't play Oscar with uh, Hugo, Hugo, or 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 or, or, uh, or Collins. You know that mm-hmm. it, it that just didn't it didn't work. And uh, you know. Probably I can't remember, you know, you see stuff on, on Twitter and you look at, you know, blocks per game, you know, Kentucky's ranked and, you know, when we're good, you know, top 10. 
except for 2014. And that team was just, you know, whatever. whatever. Like, <laughs> I look back on that team, I'm like, I don't know how they got to the championship game. But anyway, yeah. uh, you got to have that elite rim protector, and I think we'll have that next year. And mm-hmm. so I feel good, but I'm not going to spend this summer writing thousand word, you know, five thousand word columns on who's going to play what, where, and how Cal should play. I got too much going on, man. Like you said, you said you don't have time for the for the dream lineups and this. I'm the same way with the style of play. You can talk all you want about modern basketball. We see how it worked for Nate Oates, but modern basketball and all this, that, and the other, and five out, four out, two bigs. You can wish whatever you want. And if he puts Hugo and Bradshaw and all them out, he gonna do whatever. It don't matter what you wish. It's the whiskey. name of the game is for basketball. Can you put the ball in the hoop? That's all it is mm-hmm. in its simple essence. Mm-hmm. And you have to be, you have to have a plan B. Mm-hmm. And Alabama shot what, you know, 20% from three, shot under 50% in layups yep. in that San Diego State. Mm-hmm. You got to have a plan B. You got to have, you, you can't just abdicate whole portions of the floor because right. basketball at every championship level. Remember we had, uh, Oh, I can't, you know, your, your buddy, the coach there in your neck of the woods. Oh, coach cow. Yeah. Yeah. And coach cow and basketball more times than not turns into go get a bucket. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it turns into. Scheme, whatever, go get a bucket. Mm-hmm. If you can hit a three, great. If you can get to the hoop, great. If you can dream shake, great. <laughs> like what put the ball in the in the in the bucket. And you look at these uh, you know, you, you look at teams that win at every level, and it's people that can put the ball in the bucket all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steph can hit the threes, and we talk about his range. He's very effective in the mid game. Kevin Durant, very effective in the mid game. Yeah, gonna check him out tonight when he makes his return from that freak injury. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but teams that play this all layups and threes, and I don't mean to bring this up, but you are a Rockets fan, like. <laughs> You, you have to stop basing this philosophy on what the uh, Golden State Warriors do. Steph right. is an alien, and Clay is top five shooter of all time. Like, <laughs> you ain't got those people, right? Like, you ain't got them. So you can't just be playing ball like that. That's the that's my only thing. No, gotta and, have a personnel. <laughs> you know, there's just all these people you know, Cal never changes. And and I've pointed out, yes, he has. Just because your favorite personality is telling you he hasn't changed. The offense that he ran with John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins wasn't the high pick and roll that he ran with Brandon Knight and Jorts that mm-hmm. year. 
with with Liggins and mm-hmm. and and Miller and uh and Deron Lamb opposite side. Mm-hmm. That it's not the same thing. I, I rewatched a little bit of the uh that Ohio State game. And keep in mind, Brandon Knight played terrible. Like he shot the ball terrible that game. Mm-hmm. You know who the lead scorer was? Liggins. I forgot mm-hmm. he had 19 points. Like mm-hmm. uh, but it was that high pick and roll action off that. They went Stockton to Malone. I know yeah. Malone. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But they went the, and, and that was the offense, right? We can we can get a better comp, we'll replace that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the stuff they were doing in 2014 was dramatically different. Yeah. You know, 2015, mm-hmm. I I mean, it didn't matter what they did. Yeah. You know, but you you got De'Aaron Fox to keep the ball in his hands in 2017. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Cal was like, Scal isn't what I thought. He couldn't figure out how to really use him. And, hey, Tyler, Jamal, y'all got to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? So this notion, he doesn't change. You know, round of shots we were talking about it, and somebody put in uh, in the chat, you know, Cal without, uh, you know, Robig and some assistance, he's just mediocre. And look, I've said it. I'm going to keep saying it. Stop pretending that he's just started coaching when he got to Kentucky. My man, Corey Price, talked about FAU. I don't know if you saw this tweet over the weekend. The list of mid majors to win 35 games and make it to the final four. Yeah. <laughs> Five teams FAU and then uh, UNLV. And I consider them a mid, you know, because they're in the Big West. And we, you know, they're mid major. And then it was, I can't remember the fifth team, but it was UMass in 96 and Memphis in 08. And so I asked him on round of shots. You've you've given me five examples, two of which, which is forty percent, coached by one person. (laughs) And I said, "Or are you the stat man? Can you tell me who the head coach was of the '96 UMass Minutemen and the 2008 Memphis Tigers?" He said, "John Vincent Calipari." I said, "Thank you." (laughs) We've got like. (laughs) <laughs> if he doesn't have all the talent and again I keep saying it I know you get tired of hearing me in 1996 he gave the best team I ever saw best collegiate team I ever saw he went one and one with eight NBA stars sure did. well I, stars but eight NBA <laughs> players right right mm-hmm. but still eight like dudes that got run mm-hmm he had one dude and a bunch of people that went pro and something else, went to the Final Four, was number one all year. Keep in mind, Kentucky was not number one mm-hmm. in the AP poll that season. <laughs> and you're telling me that dude can't coach. <laughs> anyway, I, I just I wish we would just stop pretending like he just showed up uh, and all that. Uh, my favorite new discourse, Vinny, on the Kentucky Twitter is uh 2015 and how stressful it was <laughs> so we've not only talked about how bad in 2015 they didn't enjoy 2015 because watching felt like a chore 
because we're waiting on Kentucky to lose. Look, man, the easiest thing I've done in my sporting life, the easiest thing, and this is me saying watching the Shaq and Kobe Lakers rooting for Montana and Rice at their peak when they went 14-2 and <laughs> in 89 or 90. The easiest thing I've ever done in my sporting life is root for the 38-win Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, I don't want to tell people how to fan. I don't. <laughs> I refuse to believe that on game 29, whatever game that was, you sat and watched like, you know what? This could be the one they lose. I refuse to believe it. I refuse. I just, I refuse to believe. Well, got to tune in and see if this is the one they lose. I refuse to believe it. As a Kentucky fan, right. Yeah. I refuse to believe it. Yeah. I it was out there. It was out there, you know, PTI. But as a Kentucky fan, right. That's I'm the like, difference. That's the... And, and, and people are like, well, you know, uh, we only won by two at LSU, and uh, that Texas A&M went to overtime, and I think Georgia went to overtime. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. sitting there like watching one of these old Batman serial, like, oh, no, the Cats is down five with two minutes left. How are they going to get out of this one? I'm like, oh, well, they did it again? Like, what? I refuse to believe people were miserable for the last two months of that season. And like, old, look, old Miss at home was a little nail yeah. Moody went 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 off right, like, and I think he caught he got cramps or something because they yeah. might have lost that game, right? I think, yeah, I was there at that one. Uh-huh. Look, look, okay, fine. There were near misses, and you knew at some point they had to lose. That is not why you sat down, and I I refuse to believe it that it was yeah. agony once we got to thirty straight wins. I refuse uh-uh. because we was beating the breaks off a lot of teams. That's the forty-one to seven game. That is just mm-hmm. like what? Come on, man! Mm-hmm. Just be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. the ending it, was it, disappointed. The ride was it. fun as hell. Thirty-eight and zero. Yeah, watching that Wisconsin game, it was tough because you could taste that forty and zero, right? Yeah, you, you got by uh, Notre Dame by the skin of your teeth. Like, all right, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking, okay, that's the scare. Right, yeah, you have a scare on the way to a championship. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought, but I'm not sitting here like I'm a watch, they might lose, and I no. refuse to believe it. I, I was here for I refuse to believe it. That's revisionist history, right there. Because you want to be miserable, like no, <laughs> watching that. No, absolutely not. Mm-mm. I mean, that was it, you know, there's, there's been some years where maybe it's Tough to watch when when things get stale with with Tubby the Billy years. When you yeah, turn it off. now that I'm uh, like the nine and sixteen. You turn to oh, but thirty eight. No, you should have been. Oh, oh, here we go. You you were anxiously awaiting. All right, twenty and oh, 21 and oh, oh, we playing again. You was excited to get in front yeah, of the TV. I'm, I'm waiting for folks our age to talk about man that ninety six squad. It was great, but. <laughs> You know, yeah, they had the game against LSU, but man, I was waiting for them to lose. No, no. To your point, you mentioned Cal going one and one against that team. That grade eight loss to UMass, they hung 92 on Kentucky, 92 82. So they hung 92 on Delk and, you know, VA and like you mentioned, the eight. NBA teams they dropped yes. 92 on Kentucky that 
in November, man. Ooh. Yeah. And 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 really, like I, I've always said about that 96 team, the final four games were two of their worst team the games they played all year. Uh, mm-hmm. If you rewatch that uh, the semifinal against UMass, things fell apart, and Anthony Epps had to scoop things up. No, no, right. And mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Ron Mercer's twenty against uh, uh, Syracuse, that goes differently, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know, but I've seen that because Kyle Tucker was like his old thing, my old thing. 2015 broke you as a fan like just say it out loud man my team didn't go undefeated and so i stopped caring you don't gotta get look i've I've been very upfront i used to take sports way too serious way too serious Mm -hmm. it changed for me i'll tell you when it changed in 2006 Vinny. that was that rondo team right that just there was a lot going on off the court right Mm -hmm. And they lost to some games they shouldn't have lost, and they were eight or nine seed and played number one Connecticut and only lost by four. And I wasn't so much upset about the loss. I'm like, y'all could have been playing like this all year. Mm-hmm. Game ends. I am mad. Well, during the game, Big Miss is one, a little older, you know, 14 months, whatever. She's been begging me to play whatever. Dolls is whatever. I'm like, when the game's over. Game ends. I'm hot, right? I'm, man, Kentucky ruining my day. They could have played like this all the year. You know, they would have been a three seed if they, you know, and I'm going through it. And she comes up, she said, can we play now? That was my light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. It was never, we didn't go undefeated. Uh, we had a shot at hit. It was never that. It wasn't 97 when it's like, we lost in overtime. And then in retrospect, could have been a three P right. Okay. It wasn't any of, it wasn't ever a loss. And I'm like, did people do this with the Christian Leitner thing? God, I just don't care enough. I, 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 no, what are we doing, man? What are we doing? Yeah. And so to put a bow on all that, let me just say, we've now come full circle. When Cal got here, it was, you can't win a championship playing a bunch of freshmen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at the Fab Five, they got close, right? Other teams with freshmen got close. But you can't win depending on freshmen. That's what everybody said. And then by 2014 and 15, it was, you probably should have won more. Yeah. <laughs> with... <laughs> all that talent uh-huh. but you just said you couldn't <laughs> win with freshmen and we went four final fours and uh, you but and now because you're letting 23 year olds play <laughs> i don't think freshmen do it yeah it's a tough order to ask an 18 year old to go against a 23 year old yes that is t- yes that is a challenge mm-hmm. but <laughs> i didn't look i just want Look, number one, I want Kentucky to win everything all the time. I just, I want Kentucky to do well because I, I, I need, I need really swaggy Cal. I really need Cal at a Final Four. That's what mm-hmm. I need in my life mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, for people inside and outside, I need him back in the Final Four to, uh, 
to have the last word on this. Yeah. That's my that's my two cents. And it'll be like you said, it'll be a lot of pressure. And we'll see how he manages it and handles it. And you know, the whole the way things end at Kentucky and the whole angst of the fan portions of the fan base. The whole yeah. so it's all that stuff is coming to a head this coming season. And we, like you said, he hasn't forgotten how to coach. A lot of people want to say that anyway. And they've been, they've been, those people have been wanting to say stuff from the jump. So, well, yeah. It, and, and that's my whole thing. The loudest voices in the room are the ones talking about 2015 broke them. So I, I, I can't listen to what you say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was miserable that whole season. Come on, man. Like, if you were miserable this year and you're miserable in 2015, come on. You just want to be miserable. Right. If Because if if both of those years, last year and that year, both feel the same to them, then, yeah, that's – we and, can't do, and, we can't do nothing for you. <laughs> last year's team, again, had a bad finish, had a great regular season. They were mm-hmm. a two seed. Mm-hmm. Anyway. You know. But you know how you know how folks are. Everybody want to be miserable and all that kind of stuff. What what else we what else we say we're going to talk about? Man, I, didn't I, mean, I didn't mean to rant about. Uh, no, we good, man. We good. I look. Did we? Did you ever speak on Kyrie? Because look, we look. BS3 Network is out of Texas, pretty much out of Dallas, and a lot of those Mav fans. No disrespect, I can't stand the Mavericks. And when when Kyrie was brought in, I think I remember tweeting out, "Let's let's." Let's see how everybody feels a couple months from now. And there's been some injury, but they have just tumbled down the standings and are barely hanging on for the play-in now. And I can't say I'm surprised at all. This this is not on Kyrie. No, that, but that, that, that's the that's the 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 low-hanging fruit. Right. Because Kyrie, he's not doing his Kyrie things. As a basketball player, he's really, really good. Mm-hmm. He's still an elite basketball player. He is. And, you know, he has shared the ball. You know, a lot of people are like, well, there's only going to be one basketball. Well, LeBron was the ball, hander in Cle- a ball handler in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And uh, when your boy Harden got to the Nets, he was the ball handler. And Kyrie played off of that. The issue is, outside of Kyrie and Luka, the Mavericks aren't good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, we, we, when you look at the Mavericks history since Mark Cuban owned them, besides adding Kyrie, who else have they added to their superstar? Like I told you, Dirk Nowitzki only played with one all-star after Nash got traded, and that was Josh Howard. Just insane. Yeah, they got a bunch of yeah. They end up with Jason Kidd and 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 I think Sean Marion on that uh, twenty eleven uh, team, but they were past their prime. That was basically showing how good Dirt was, mm-hmm. which I think he may be a little bit underrated historically. But the Mavericks aren't a good organization, <laughs> and so adding Kyrie, like I said, I don't think that Kyrie. Had anything to do with this? But did you think that they would that would be like, oh, look out when they when they made the move? Your initial reaction? 
you... they, there was just not enough pieces. Yeah. There's not enough pieces left. It was one of those things. It's it's like, okay. If you if you are gonna do that, one, I don't think you can build a team like that anymore. What I mean is, as I've told you about the Lakers historically, give us two top 10, top 15 dudes, and we will figure it out. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can do that anymore because right now you need to have three or four ballers on the team. Yep. Right? Love AC Green. He's not playing in this NBA. <laughs> right? No. So, you know, going with the two, and even the Shaq and Kobe years, like, you know, you talked about Robert Ori was good. Um, uh, got a year out of Glenn Rice, right? Mitch Richmond. Uh, mm-hmm. Brian Shaw, good. Um, uh, Ron Harper, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, Rick Fox, serviceable. Well, you, you need... If your plan is we're going to have two super duper stars, you got to have other dudes to fill in the roles at a high level, not just mm-hmm. role players, but play at a high level. Mm-hmm. You know, Shaq and Kobe during those runs, like, hey, we're going to combine for 70. Nope. Y'all got to get 20. Because mm-hmm. that, you know, you could win a 90 point game in the early 2000s, right? Mm-hmm. That that was the plan. Yeah. You know, Shaq. Would you know be the 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 battering ram? Kobe was the scalpel, but you needed big shot Bob. That ball come out to him against you know the uh, 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 the Kings. Boom! Like you've got to have those kinds of do- and the, the the Mavericks just don't have that. So it's going to be easy to talk about. But Kyrie, from what I've seen, he hasn't said anything crazy. No, I don't think so. Don't he think hasn't so. done anything crazy. Not no, no, you're right. And but when it comes to basketball, like Kyrie is still good. It's never been about basketball with Kyrie. It's been when that dude told us the earth was flat. Uh-huh. When he starts talking, that's when it's like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. But it's never really again. Uh, it's basketball. He's not a point guard. Yeah, I've always said eighty percent of his assists are accidental. <laughs> <laughs> It just happens. <laughs> See, I don't know if he was. And so with him not doing his normal stuff, really great. But, you know, that only lasts for so long. <laughs> he eventually will. <laughs> and they already struggling before he does what he does. So it's just it's just a bad recipe. Like yeah. I said, there's not enough to go, not enough there, and he hasn't become disgruntled or feeling disrespected or whatever he's gonna feel here in a little bit when the newness wears off. Right, and the thing about the Western Conference, there's been what eight teams within three or four games of each other all year, and that's my whole thing with the Lakers. Like, just get, just put three games together, right? Just, just give me three games. That's all I'm asking. Cause that three, a three or four game winning streak. You're not, you're out of the play in game. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with the Lakers, but with LeBron coming back, uh, you know, he's not a hundred percent. Obviously 
Uh, I just think it's a tough ask for a deep run, but you know, I think realistically, unless Anthony Davis goes uh, super cyan, I think is what the kids say. Whatever. Uh, I just want him to get just win a playoff series, mm. and then right. and then see mm-hmm. if it's a situation where you don't have. You don't have to do the play-ins, right? You get to the six. You don't have to do – you get a little bit of rest, right? You catch I, – I, that's what I was going to look Look real quick. Um, the standings. Look, look, look at the standings. The Pelicans and the Wolves and – Right now, the Warriors. three seed – is Sacramento. Uh, Sacramento. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get a scenario, you get to the sixth seat, you, you rest up a little bit. I know the the Kings are good, but, you know, hey, get, get a 4-1, get a 4-1 lead, play to get that rest, right? Like, I... Yeah, I know. I'm looking at it with purple and gold glasses, but oh, y'all beating the Kings in five. Okay, I'm, right. you know, and I love <laughs> look, and I love you know I love uh, Monk and Fox. Yeah, yeah. But you know, they, it's a young team. It, that the that playoff medal, right? Is, that, yeah. that they're they're a young team. So, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a root the the Lakers on. Uh, uh, They've got some role players. Vanderbilt playing very well. One of those dudes. I wish we would have seen him healthy in Lexington. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and see, a lot of people use use the people throw that up at Cal. People throw Shaden Sharp up about Cal. Those are the maybe those are the same people to say thirty eight one broke me. But you know, you get weird stuff happens. Yeah. And, and now so, there's severe Wheeler stuff, and, and so you, you, there's been some freak stuff. You haven't had felonies and misdemeanors and murders and stuff <laughs> like you see at other places, but you had some weird situations that didn't go the way that they had hoped, and that gets lumped in on them too. And there's weird situations all over the country. I mm-hmm. beg people. I know we're all Kentucky folks. And chemistry issues. But every, every program has got, what is going on? <laughs> people get hurt. You know, people leave. People like Mm-hmm. The shade and sharp thing is just a one-off. Like that's no pattern. They try to right. make it a pattern. It's not a pattern. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've just had to deal with a lot of injuries. Nope. That yes. that's one of those things. Is uh, well, we didn't use. Yeah, when we were uh, winning, we didn't have a lot of injuries. <laughs> that that goes with it. Staying healthy. It, Injuries kind of preclude you from from going deep. Like, mm-hmm. look, the 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 margins are thin. Yeah, and we don't. When it comes to sports, we don't like to think that there's luck involved, and there absolutely is. In 2012, in the Elite Eight, Anthony Davis is going to go block a shot against Baylor. Mm-hmm. He falls into the crowd, and he grabs his knee. Sure did. And I don't know where you were, but where I was, we all gasped. It was like out of a TV show. It was like, oh, no. 
Mm-hmm. Not like this. Mm-hmm. Like the game, I want to say the game was in hand. We would have beaten Baylor and gone to the Final Four. But going without Anthony Davis. You knew that was like I said. That, there goes the. Yeah, that, it, it, it's not going to happen, right? Mm, like no way. It's 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 one of those things. We love you, Lloyd Vargas, but it, it's a, that that, <laughs> that, yeah. that that that's a that's a that's a drop down, and 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 they tell you the same thing, and it's just uh, when when you when you look back at even the the best Kentucky teams. How many games, how many championship runs, deep runs, it comes down to one shot. Mm-hmm. One way or the other. Yep. If Leitner misses, what happens? Right? Five four and you know, what yeah, what you know, what happens if if Aaron Harrison misses any of those? <laughs> For real. Fred Van Vliet. Got the shot up, right? Mm-hmm. 1998, overtime in the Final Four against Stanford. Pete Sowers, last second heave, hit the rim of the backboard. And I was like, oh. I mean, we you don't think it, but, like, it comes down to that. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, so there's, there's luck involved in all of that. Mm-hmm. Not so much you know, in the NBA because of the series and all, but it's the margins are so thin. Bounce here or there. Right. Like it (laughs) literally a a missed shot. You know, Gordon Hayward almost banked it in to beat Duke. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think it was, I think, I'm gonna have to go back and watch the '97 game, but remember, uh, Anthony Epps hit the three to send the game into overtime. Mm-hmm. And I want to say he missed one, and then Arizona got you know like that kind of stuff. Swing, yeah. It, but again, uh, and we talked about this on round of shots. This is not uh, a Cal only thing. Every big time coach has at least three or four teams where you look back and you're just like. How'd y'all not win? Mm, yeah. Even Jerry Tarkini, you know, I don't know how the 91 you know, team <laughs> didn't win. Yeah. I can't believe it. I still can't believe they let that Duke team beat them. Yeah, yeah. That was the one that got over the hump. But just yeah. you know, every team has just you know, every program has one or two teams where, hey, this is our year. We got it. We got it. Mm-hmm. We got the coaching. We got the dude. We get, like we got it, and it just doesn't happen. You know. So this weekend, I hope. You know, even though the UConn's a thorn in our side, I just hope as weird as this one is, just let one of these first timers win it. Let FAU win it. Let San Diego State win it. Let Miami win it. Jim Laranega, like you said, was there seventeen years ago. He's back again. He's seventy-three years old. Let that man, you know, win two more and get him a championship. Yeah. Uh, Terry Hansen, who we had on here from the John Boy and Billy show, and he was at TBS when they did the dream game in 83 and all that. He sent me a link for a story six, seven years ago about Larry Nega, who 
an old guy had played for Miami in the 40s, I think World War II veteran, was sick nearing the end, and, and Laranega found out about it. Like his daughter wrote him a letter. Laranega calls him, never met him, didn't know anything about him, finds out what position he played, how tall he was, took a personal interest, and dedicated the game the next day to this older gentleman who was in bad health. They go out and beat Duke by 15, and it just made his day. So Blair Nagas a, a great dude, and he remembers people going out of his way to make sure his dad got the care he needed, and he kind of pays that kind of stuff forward. So real likable guy, a lifer, if you will, been in the game forever. We're old enough to remember his George Mason run, and now here he is two decades later doing it again, like you said, at Miami. So to take those two to the Final Four, like you said, you know, wouldn't hurt my feelings to see him win one. FAU, San Diego State, whoever. I, I mean, UConn's won, what, four or five already? So well, they, don't, they won yeah. four. That's, they're going for five. That's let, enough. They don't need another one. Let me, let, me, let me switching gears here. This is why the internet was a mistake. I came across this today, <laughs> and this person – First of all, Time Magazine said that Bad Bunny is a legitimate heir to the Frank Sinatra, Michael Jackson, or Beyonce throne. One, that's dumb as hell. Like, I don't know a Bad Bunny song. I know I'm old, but my point is my mama know a Beyonce song. My dad called her Bounce. He knew a Beyonce song. Your dad was still accurate. <laughs> he called a bounce. I tried to correct him. He corrected me. Uh, and then, up. like, Frank Sinatra, like, everybody, like, there's there's people that are good in their genre of music, and that's good for them. Then there are that Hall of Fame caliber for, uh, artist that transcends. That ain't Bad Bunny. All right, so that was also that started it off being dumb. But the quote tweet says a bit off the topic, but let's be real: MJ is only considered a legend due to his success, which <clears throat> is a dumb state. It, 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 only because of his success. And this, the sentence keeps going, Vinny. You thought that was the end. He, this person says he really didn't do anything for music itself or pop culture. Tell me, MJ is it Michael Jackson? As he really in... didn't do anything for music itself mm. or pop culture. Okay, and so I saw this, and I, I, I had a in my mind. I'm like, hey, I'm thinking. What? Well, I tweeted out just what, like, what was this person talking about? Because I'm like, he perfected the video, the 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 video, musical video, right? Like, cinematic, man. But That's pop cool. culture, <laughs> I could tell this person, like, Mike had things on lock. Everybody was moonwalking, like. I feel like I'm trying to explain to my girls how big Michael Jackson was. How many jackets everybody had? Everybody had them zipper uh, jackets. Come on now. 
know, <laughs> with the one glove. Everybody moonwalk. You know, when he did the moonwalk at the Motown 25, that was viral before there was viral. Everybody talked about it. They had to replay it a couple of times so people could see. I'm like, anyway, Michael Jackson had no influence on pop culture. <laughs> can't even, can't even say that with a straight face. I'm saying no. looking up, looking at Bad Bunny now. I don't. I mean, 63 million listeners on Spotify, so that's that's good for him. And it's probably my fault. I don't know him, but I I don't. And like you said, the cross generational thing, we can name Frank Sinatra stuff. Your parents knew Beyonce stuff, so that that's kind of the barometer. When the previous generation knows about Beyonce, got her start in '99. You right. know, way your parents parents are way past the musical proms. But they knew who she was, yeah, and yes. could name songs she did. Frank Sinatra, did he die before we were born? No, he no no no. no. When did Frank, he, Frank, oh, Frank, no, no, Frank Sinatra no, no. lived. Uh, uh, Two thousand did he die? We, we, uh, let me see here. Uh, but his musical died, prom, died in nineteen ninety eight. Okay, so but we musical, knew of Frank Sinatra. His musical prime was over before we were born. They right. were they were they were like doing the roast with Don Rickles by the time we were born. <laughs> yeah, true. You know and those things, dude, what those things are hilarious. The roast they do now aren't like those other ones. No, 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 no. no. So, the roast from way back then are a whole man, lot better. But no, but, man. His musical prime was over before we were. We still know old Blue Eyes. We all know, you know, New York, New York. We can name some stuff from him. Oh, I like, I can name nothing bad, but I'm looking at La Jumpa, Mi Porto Bonito. Tormenta, TT, Junto, Ojitos, that's his top five on Spotify. I do not know what I just said. Trying to compare <laughs> Spotify streams to, to album sales, I, I don't know. Because here's my point. This is why you know I'm trying to explain to my girls. Look, I got Apple Music. I'm going to listen to some stuff. That doesn't mean I'm going to go out and buy it. You remember what it meant to actually get cash in your hand and go to Sam Goody, go to Musicland or wherever, and actually have to go buy it. Mm-hmm. Like Columbia, that was Columbia House. That. that wasn't just I like it. That was I got to go to the mall. I gotta, you know, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. I remember I saved up first cassette tape I ever bought. Bobby Brown, "Don't Be Cruel." Mm. That's taking it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Also uh, got uh, NWA's "After Police," but that's. <laughs> We don't talk about that too much. I, I don't know, but yeah, but Michael Jackson had no influence on pop no. culture. Vinny. And but it started off, let me go back to it. It started off. He's only considered a legend due to his success. Isn't everybody? And so I had people respond, somebody respond to me. You know, Muhammad Ali is only considered the greatest because he won a bunch. Like, what are we doing here? What yeah. are we doing? I want to be known as a legend because of my failures. Who, who, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what? I mean, come on, man. Mm, mm, mm. We left a lot of children behind. But anyway, yeah. 
Yeah. Another good show, man. I got to say real quick for friend of the show, uh, George Massey, who we've had on a year ahead of me in school from Lynch, like myself, his dad and his uncle were in a car accident. George Massey Sr. and Benny Massey, his uncle, and they are both in Lexington and uh, George is in a lot of pain. They still call George Little George, just like I'm Little Melvin, because you know that's just how how you do. But just want to give thoughts out to to George, Big George, and Benny, and hope they can have a recovery. And uh, hated to hear that they were in an accident there back at home and and are still in Lexington. So just had to throw that had to had to mention that too before we got off here. Yes, sir. Always fun. A lot of stuff. We'll have our final four recap. See if uh, Adam wants to come on and talk about the uh, Hawkeyes, uh, uh, the Hawkeyes fun. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm working to get friend of the show Tobin Anderson back on. He's uh, oh, uh, tried to reach out, but they were on the Today Show last week. I'm like, well, Today's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good morning, America. I got. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I got. Uh-huh. Got new contracts to sign. Yeah, yeah. Moving on. I, I got you. I got gotta you. Move and yeah. You got, got a few things going on on their plate, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you back. We're going to uh, today's show. Well, yeah. okay. okay. <laughs> All right. I got you. But uh, <laughs> we understand. But definitely, I'm still happy for them and yeah. everything. And uh, uh, that, that that's, that's awesome. That That's a good point to. Uh, the NCAA tournament, but always fun. You know, baseball's coming back. Oh um, man, yeah, rolling, man. They went eighteen out of nineteen. Yeah, swept Mississippi State. Took two out of three from Alabama. Struggled last night. Got down four to nothing, and it's like that's all right. We're just gonna let a dude that used to play for Western and transfer to us hit a grand slam and give us the lead. That's that Patrick Sparks. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So hey, you know, stacking W's still yet, man. Twenty one and three, I think. Hey, yeah, it it hey, uh, playing in, in in South Carolina's off to like their best start in program history. That might be a a big matchup. Whenever that is, we mm. won't let uh, the other Katie come on because when she come on, South Carolina win. But mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do that if Kentucky wins. We'll invite her on if Kentucky wins that series. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Appreciate everybody that's going to watch this and listen. And like yeah. you said, we'll have another fun show next week and, and have some guests back in here. So, till next time, man, TB, stay safe. Hope the wife feels better. Yeah. And we'll see everybody back next week on Cast Talk Wednesday. We'll holler at y'all there.